Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. When contemplating how long to disciple another person, there are several factors to consider. You know, you could think about how long has this person known Christ personally? How teachable are they initially? Do they have a desire to mature in Christ spiritually? You know, these are just a few questions to ponder, and we want to be realistic in committing our time and energy to another person. We also want to be a useful tool in their life and not just drag them along too long or cut them off too short in their spiritual journey. So for me, my framework is I typically like to disciple someone for two years. And today, we're going to overview the two years in some very broad strokes And next podcast, I'm going to break it down literally week by week. So you can see the structure that I would use semester by semester in discipling someone. Okay, so let's start with an overview, broad strokes of year one. During year one, I'm focusing on helping my disciple get grounded in the basic tenets of the Christian faith. I'm continually pointing them to the Lord Jesus Christ and reiterating basic foundational teachings. During year one, I want to make it through three different Bible studies. First, my Start Here Bible study, then the Next Steps Bible study, and then I will choose one more Bible study that I feel like my disciple needs. So all three of these items that I'm going to go through with my disciple, I'm deciding. Some of the people I've discipled needed to learn, let's say, a book of the Bible themselves, how to study a book of the Bible. So I may do that as my third thing. In the past, I've done an inductive Bible study using the book of James. Each chapter, we would work you know, item by item, chapter by chapter together doing observation, interpretation, and application. Other women, I determined that that third thing we needed to go through was something that would help their eternal mindset. So I've done the book, This Was Your Life, by Rick Howard and Jamie Lash for that. One spring, I led a group of women I was discipling and uh, and that were just in a, a general Bible study of mine as well through the book, Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. Now, listen, these books are in no particular order. Uh, you know, this was your life or discerning the voice of God or doing inductive Bible study. But the bottom line is I determine what I think they need next. Hey, maybe you might determine with your disciple that after the basics of the Christian faith, they need something on how to forgive or maybe on spiritual warfare. So you may decide to do something on one of those topics. So year one, we start with the basics first, the teachings such as the love of God, how to pray, why we can trust the Bible, how to deal with sin in our lives 
belonging to a local church. Those are some basic lessons that must be taught first. And those lessons, by the way, are in my two Bible studies that I authored just for this purpose. Start here and next steps. So year one goals. Now in that first year, I have goals for my disciple and I have goals for me as her leader. My disciple needs to be grounded in the basic foundational lessons for growth in Christ. Another goal for my disciple is that we have done two Bible studies and one other workbook or lesson series specifically targeting area I feel she needs to grow in. Number three, that she's plugged into a local church. This is my hope. I'm fully aware that people can never fully mature in Christ as a lone Christian. They must be united with a local church, not just me or not just to some Bible study that I might be leading. Then I have two goals for myself. One of them was in that first year that I consistently model the four elements of a discipleship appointment, small talk, accountability, content, and prayer. Because remember, I need that for myself just as a template to plan, but also my disciple needs to see these happen over and over so she can replicate that with somebody in the future. And the last goal I have for myself in that first year was that I showed grace and truth over time to help point her to Christ and to help her mature in him. I need to not only show grace and not only show truth. I need to be that mix of grace and truth. Okay, so let's move on. What are the broad strokes for year two? Year two, I'm moving her week by week to begin to be a self-feeder. I'm asking my disciple, what do you think you need to grow in? And I'm walking alongside them in that lesson series. I'm specifically helping them to focus outward and to look for people to disciple. I'm encouraging them to invite others to church, to engage in spiritual conversations, and to seek to disciple others. Of course, she would use what she learned with me the year before. I'm focused on always answering the question, what does my disciple need to be able to disciple another person? You know, with some of my disciples in the past, we used year two to read through the Bible together. The one-year Bible is my go-to for this. I would say I'm evangelistic about the one-year Bible. If you've never heard of this, the one-year Bible is your regular Bible that you own, but it's divided into 365 daily readings. It takes about 15 minutes per day. And on January 1, you're starting with, a passage from the Old Testament in Genesis, a passage from the New Testament in Matthew, a psalm, and a proverb. By the time you get to the end of the year, you will have read through the entire Old Testament, the entire New Testament, all the psalm, and the proverbs. So it would be a wonderful, maybe even a little Christmas gift uh, to get your disciple. Now, let's say you think, well, I do think my disciple needs to start reading the Bible on her own in a kind of an ordered way, but it's May or it's June or, hey, right now it's October. You can go ahead and start. Okay, just go ahead and start on January 1 in the Bible, but it might be actually in reality October 15th. But what does it matter? Get started reading the Bible. Just get yourself a good bookmark in there. So in year two, we want 
our disciple to be regular in daily prayer and scripture reading and actively applying to their life what they're learning. So year two goals that my disciple is teaching another person basic foundational lessons for growth. That would be the start here Bible study. That would be the next steps Bible study and others. Another year two goal is that my disciple can recognize areas of needed growth in their life and they're seeking to mature. So do you see the difference here? I'm not deciding what she needs. That was my goal. That was my role first year because I knew what she needed. She needed the basics first. Now the second year, it's, it's her. It's between her and the Lord. She's saying, you know, I need to grow in this area. I need to grow in this area. And I'm like, let's go for it. I'm going to walk through this with you. So it's a little bit more, well, it's a lot more self-directed by the disciple. Another goal in that second year is that my disciple is becoming outreach oriented. Instead of me saying, okay, who are you praying for? Okay, who have you invited to church? She is becoming that way automatically. She is seeking on her own to be used by God, to share the gospel, to invite people to spiritual gatherings, and to disciple them. Now, of course, with any plan, there's always a few exceptions, and discipleship is no different. When I was in college ministry, I would disciple women until they graduated. So if I started discipling them as a freshman, well, I would have them for four years. I wouldn't cut them off at year two. Other times I would disciple a gal, let's say for her freshman year, and then she might transfer to another school. So I only had one year with her. I had a gal I discipled a few summers ago. She was married. She had kids. She and I had a grand time together in discipleship. I was excited to disciple her. Matter of fact, I had big plans for her, for her life. Um, But the problem is she got a job in another city and our schedules no longer lined up no matter how hard we tried with our families and our work schedules it was difficult to get together and to continue discipleship some women i've discipled are very mature in their faith in christ they just needed kind of some basic direction a few tracks to run on they were off discipling others after 3 or 4 months they didn't really need me anymore others Well, they're coming from maybe dysfunctional backgrounds with lots of lies planted in their heart about the nature of God. It takes time to unwind some of those lies with the truth of scripture. So their journey is just going to take longer. But I usually in my mind think about what am I about to commit to? I'm about to commit to about two years with this person, knowing there's a chance It could take longer to launch them into self-feeding disciple makers themselves. And at other times, it's going to go much quicker. So a few questions of the week. I just want you to ponder this week as you're driving around in your car, you're, you know, falling asleep at night. Think about how about you? How long have you discipled others in the past? Have you even thought what would be the time frame for that? Do you feel two years is just too long? Or maybe you feel two years is too short. And what are your go-to topics that you feel are most important in the first year of discipleship? I would love to hear from you. Just reach out to me on my website, lauriejoinerministries.org, and let me know your thoughts. Well, you know, in my podcast, I like to always include a keeping it real moment. And today, I just want to use this slot right here to bring a dose of reality to this timeline of two years in discipleship. Let me tell you something. It's hardly ever perfectly neat two-year journey that I get to engage in. 
I have two situations even right now where one gal I'm seeking to disciple is a flight attendant and we really struggle to make regular meetings happen. So a journey that I believe could have taken two years is stretching into more like four. Another gal and I are studying the book Bondage Breakers together. And I determined this was the best for her at this stage in her development. But she has been the primary caregiver of two very sick family members. So again, just getting through one book and workbook together is taking triple the time. So I just want to say that to make sure you don't get discouraged that your timeline in discipleship may look very different from the one I described today, because even my own discipleship with some of the ladies that I'm discipling does not look like what I've described. But here's the thing. We need to have a goal. We need to have some sort of timeline in our mind. So our leadership and our discipleship of people is not haphazard. I applaud any effort you are taking to walk alongside another in discipleship, no matter what it looks like on the calendar. Way to go. Let me know if you're hitting any roadblocks in your discipleship efforts, because I would love to address those in a future blog post. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you that discipleship is your idea. You modeled it perfect. You are the perfect mix of grace and truth over time. Father, I thank you for your leadership in my life and in this ministry. I pray for your wisdom as I record this podcast each week and really want to help people make a difference in the lives of others. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoinerministries.org.